Good morning. How are we doing? So, uh, just thought I would come on and talk for a question I had yesterday. I mean, this morning, actually. Seems like a long day. Um, from someone, uh, one of the ladies who are on our Kickstart, she, she mentioned, should I be worried about her daughter's diet, which um, is more vegan, vegetarian? Uh, so, coming from an article in The Independent. Hey, Joss. Uh, there was an article in The Independent. A researcher in Reading uh, said that about half of uh, women, especially between 11 and 18, uh, could be deficient in magnesium and iron because they're more likely to lead a plant-based diet because messaging seems to be uh, more likely to be consumed by women than men, uh, among m other issues. But... Um, that was the question, like, should she be worried? What can she do? And and I think we need to change the the whole way around this. It's not that one is better than the other. Like, we see healthy people who leave a vegan diet, and actually, generally, people who leave lead vegan diets tend to be more health-conscious-seeking people anyway. That doesn't mean there won't be deficiencies. So we need to make sure, okay, if you're taking one thing out, what's the alternative? And we need to look at it from a building from the bottom up in this okay because yes it is true that on the face of it if you cut out uh if you go straight to a plant-based diet and you're cutting out meat dairy fish we can look at it and and hypothesize and see from research and data that risk of um osteoporosis comes up bone health uh bone density is decreased there's potential deficiencies in vitamin b12 iron magnesium zinc carnitine creatine um, maybe even protein, depending on the sources and, and the likes and dislikes. So how we need to look at it is from a point of view of one thing at a time. So if we take, let's take vitamin B12. Um, there was a recent uh, research at Oxford, Brooks, uh, Oxford University, sorry. There's an epic cohort, this big study that they do on populations. And they found that about 50% of people following a vegan diet were deficient in vitamin B12. Now, the reason this is important in terms of energy levels, in terms of um, absorption of nutrients from food, not to mention among other benefits of that, but we know that vitamin B12, the, the best source of that, if you like, is meat, dairy. Uh, you, it's found in soil. Uh, it's also made in the gut, bacteria fermentation, but that's not bioavailable. So there's a big difference there. You can get it from plant-based, but from fortified foods like plant milks, so it's more of a question of, okay, if they've cut out dairy, if they've cut out milk and they're now having, are they having a plant-based milk to replace that? Or are they just not having any milk and they used to have milk? Or are they, did they used to have yogurt? Now they're not having any yogurt, like any uh, plant-based yogurt, because that's likely to be fortified with something and supplemented with it. So the question isn't about what's best or not. They've made a decision which... Obviously, I'm coming at this from a health reason, not ethical or anything like that. So if they that's their choice, are they replacing that with anything? If not, we may need to look at, okay, could you maybe look at a multivitamin, a supplement, if they're not replacing it with anything plant-based, which is likely to be fortified, or even cereals that are likely to be fortified with that. Then you can look at more the omega-free side of things. So you can, you can see how you can layer this in. So take omega-free. Um, you'll see this on packaging like seeds and nuts and stuff like that that contain high amounts of omega-3. The truth is they do, but it's 
ALA. And now ALA is a different kind of omega-3 and it has to be converted to DHA and EPA. Now, most of our brain is made of DHA. The conversion from ALA to DHA is very poor. Long story short, you need to eat a hell of a lot of ALA seeds, nuts, the omega-3 found in there, to get enough to really get the benefits that DHA and omega-3 have. We can see from research that uh, people who eat, eat high amounts of oily fish tend to have higher good benefits and outcomes, whether that's uh, longer duration of life, whether that's muscle, uh, whether that's bone, whether that's diabetes risk, whether that's cancer risk, etc. Um, whether that's mental health, depression, all of these things that obviously it's, it's not just straightforward as eat fish or not. So we need to be aware of that. And maybe I, I would see no reason why you can you can't not supplement with like an algae or something like that to to make sure you're getting that if you're not eating oily fish. Because you know when we look at when we go to that, you're seeing in the internet and around. It's like either this way or that way, but people make decisions for. A, an array of reasons so it's important to consider if someone's made that choice whether it's for whatever reason let's consider what they could be missing now okay so you've cut out oily fish we need to fill that gap could you take an algae supplement or anything like that could you up your still up your intake of seeds nuts do they like seeds and nuts and then you're throwing in all these questions which make it a bit more personalized for you now because you know it's really easy you look on the internet it says dairy causes cancer and it's like there's many, like when you really delve into research, and, and this is why I'm sharing this now, there's many different types of cancers. Like if you look at colorectal cancer, dairy lowers the risk of that by about 50 to 60%, which is interesting. No one, like it's really interesting. Like, so it's, it's a really, you know, black or white internet argument. Um, but then on the other hand, like nutrition is so complex, like, if you look at calcium intake seems to be correlated with prostate cancer a little bit. So there's some, maybe something there because dairy is high in calcium. However, if you're taking plant-based uh, milks and they're fortified with calcium, does that have the same effect? These are all questions that we don't know. So I could go on all day about that. But going back, we need to always just look at, okay, what are they not having now? What did they have? Now what could they be missing? So if they were eating like ton of like sausages and processed meat before well potentially by cutting that out they might actually see some benefit because are they now eating more beans lagoons lentils stuff like that which are going to replace that or could have a benefit are they vegetarian they're still eating eggs and etc on there or have they cut that out and now they're just kind of picking more snacking more look going for crisps a lot more and like snacky foods because these are the questions that we need to ask it's not about right or wrong on here like we see there's there's blue zones so blue zones in research are the populations who seem to live the longest etc but um and there's some parts there's uh, like sardinia costa rica parent uh, parts of there they'll eat like 28 percent of their calories every day that's so it's a third of their whole intake comes from dairy yet they're in a blue zone which is like as in live the longest healthiest so it's not as simple as just right or wrong on here um and we need to get more critical with thinking okay if you're cutting this out what can you add in instead so that that's my main thing i wouldn't stress overly stress about it um but starting to be a bit more okay if we're taking out this what can we add in instead to replace that is it fortified foods is it a supplement um 
to help with that. So I hope that helps. I just thought I'd share that because if someone's asking me that, I always know that there's probably five, ten other people who maybe feel the same. And if you have more questions on that, do let me know, comment below. And if you find that helpful, like, share it. Um, hopefully someone else might take something from that, whether they're going into a full-blown argument with their daughter and go, you need to eat this. But actually, maybe they can add in something else instead. Maybe they are getting it from another source. Um, yeah, and, and because there's so many other... Ther- I haven't even gotten into gut health. Like, yes, like, provide eating more plants now, great gut health. But then at the same time, if they don't like, like, lentils, pulses, whole grains, they trigger IBS and other gut issues. Then we're running into challenges that we're restricting our diet, restricting our diet. Um, you're more likely to have an eating disorder if you go vegan around that age as well. It's, it's association, not causation, but... Is it because it's used to hide it? Who knows? But there's a lots of other variables which I can't go over into in a five minute, ten minute video. But uh, I hope that helps and gives you a bit of an insight into that. Anyway, uh, I'm off to a few calls, finalise our slides for tonight for our nutrition seminar for uh, students on our level three personal training course as well. Um, and we have one to ones, uh, lunchtime sessions, busy day and in evenings. So I will see you later. Take care.